0: Everybody, welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. Um, it is Tuesday. I know that because I just pulled Taco Tuesday stuff out of the refrigerator. Um, we are coming to you from outside of Richmond, Virginia. It's a cold and rainy day, um, and we're gonna just talk a little bit today. Lindy's here. Um, for those of you who don't know, Lindy's Hi. our uh, Lindy's our head designer here at Latch Mama. Kind of my pandemic buddy through this. We're gonna talk a little bit about shame and mom shame and what it feels like and what it looks like and how we can maybe do better um, as a community and kind of friendship circles and stuff like that so hope you enjoy it you're listening to the latch mama podcast i'm your host melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of five join us each week as we talk about pregnancy nursing parenting and all things motherhood Hi. Hi. When I get to sit and talk with you, like I love all of my podcast guests, but this is like having a cup of tea and talking to a friend. So, oh, thank you, thanks. which is basically what it is. But um so yeah, <sighs> Lindy and I are we're a little different. We're super introverted. Um but we're on this kind of like covid journey with big families together running a company. Lindy holds a lot of my heavy company stuff for me and she shows up every day and it's been really, really nice. Um, But we've come across some things recently and we're kind of trying to dig deep a little bit into it and learn. And we wanted to kind of pass things over to you guys a little bit and talk about kind of the catalyst um, for kind of why we want to talk about what we do now. I mean, I think mom shame in general is part of motherhood from, the day you get pregnant, like even like what kind of pregnancy tests you use to find out if you're pregnant. I mean, it's like from that point on and do you test once or do you test multiple times and, you know, what your care provider looks like. So, I mean, I think from the very beginning, there's a certain competitive aspect of motherhood. You agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but suddenly, you know, I'm running this online community of hundreds of thousands of moms and I'm in it every single day and I'm watching people talk to each other and I'm watching people listen for the most part but it breaks my heart more than it probably makes me happy at this point, just in the our ability to not be kind to each other. Um you know, for some people who have studied any sort of or have dug in anything to kind of growth and human connection and stuff, you know, Brene Brown's made this Kind of this, this thing out of vulnerability, which I am a hundred percent on board with. I think that vulnerability is a form of courage and I think it, it allows us to connect to one another. Um, it's something that I struggle with a little bit. I think many people do, but Brene's been that type of person who I've, you know, I pulled out her books when I've been building this brand. Cause it's, it hasn't been easy. Like, I mean, you look at where we were two years ago <coughs> versus where we are now.
1: Yeah. It's very different.
0: It's very different and it's grown and the community's grown and the, the emotional output of keeping employees happy and keeping the community going. But anyways, Brene's Brown, Brene Brown's books have just, they just live on my nightstand and I pick them up when I need them. But I was listening to a podcast the other day with her and Dax Shepard and Tim Ferriss and it was good. It was fine. I was making dinner, had my, Earpods on. Once again, mom, shame, don't judge me. I finally finished work and I went up. I went up to the house and I made dinner with my earpods on. But the kids were all happy; they were fine. I just needed a few minutes. But I was listening to this podcast, and there was this point where Dax was explaining to Tim, who, for those of you who don't know, Tim Ferriss is the I don't know thirty-hour work week. Kennedy, help me out here. Do you know Tim Ferriss? I feel like he'd be somebody that you would follow a little bit. Anyways, he's, he's written a whole bunch of books. Good guy, entrepreneur, probably I'm sure venture capitalist at this point. Dak Shepard is married to Kristen Bell, which literally I have like zero like fangirl moments. Like Mm -hmm. there's really nobody that I fangirl. Kristen Bell is like very, very high up there on my list. Did you watch Veronica Mars? Did I watch what? Veronica Mars. <gasps> oh, not much though. But okay. I, that needs to be Lindy's almost through Homeland, right? Almost through Homeland. And now, yes. then, then you've got to flip to Veronica we're Mars. I'm going to send to season seven. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to make you flip to Veronica Mars when you're done. But anyways, okay. Kristen Bell's amazing. So anyways, yep. they were all talking and I promise you there's a point here. And, Dax is talking about fatherhood and parenthood and how it was like this wonderful decision that he made in life. And they were talking to Tim about the fact that like, it's hard, but you know, you should go for it and you should do it. And there's this moment in the podcast and Lindy's probably going to laugh at me because I brought it up so many times because (laughs) it just doesn't sit right with me where Dax starts talking about downward comparing, which Is when you, you know, instead of looking upward and like keeping up with the Joneses, you look downward and there's this man, there's this kind of like manacle laugh that comes from Brene and you know, I, I'm not absolutely judging the moment at all, but I mean, maybe I am a little bit, but, um, there was no other time in the podcast that like, there was like laughter there, there was like this, like kind of background stuff and you could tell, she could tell where Dax was going with it. And Dax said, you know, even on your worst day, go to the supermarket. And I can promise you that there's somebody doing it worse than you. And I just, it just hit me. And then Brene's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hold on. No, wait, 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 wait. This is this, this is this person, this quote unquote, like through books mentor of mine that I have just concentrated so much on creating a community that doesn't embrace shaming and that doesn't embrace comparison. And like all of a sudden when they made that comment as a mom myself, I'm like, hold on. I've been that mom. I've been that mom at the grocery store with kids Mm -hmm. that don't have socks on or they don't have jackets on or they're running around or they're eating an apple in the cart that I haven't paid for because it's literally just the way I'm going to get through the grocery trip. Right. And I'm like, hold on, wait, like that's, that's shame. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that is literally somebody going into a situation and looking at somebody else and saying, you're struggling. And I love that you're struggling because I'm doing it better than you and it makes me feel better. And there was something just about a shame researcher doing that that said, like, what's wrong with motherhood? Like, why is it just accepted in motherhood and parenthood that, like, it's okay to say something like that? I'm 100% sure if it had been flipped and you said, hey, I went into an AA meeting and it makes me feel so much better because there's people sitting around in a circle that are struggling more than me. Like, that's terrible, but it's basically saying the same thing. You know, like, I mean, and... (laughs) lindy probably doesn't have a lot to say because i've been on this like
1: like i don't understand it like i don't but there's the difference if, if it's an aa meeting or a group counseling or something you're in there doing it together like yeah. you're learning together you mm-hmm. may be struggling and you're struggling but why why aren't we why aren't we together, together in motherhood? like together. why are we not together yes. in motherhood why is it
0: constantly yeah. like you know it's those things that constantly create a divide absolutely because there are so many And we decisions. have enough divide yeah today like I mean think about like yeah. on, a, on a normal morning how many decisions do you make between like 6 30 a.m when my feet hit the floor and 7 30 a.m I mean mm-hmm. there are a million do you yeah. get out of bed do you drink coffee is coffee good for you is you know if you're breastfeeding is that gonna affect your baby like mm-hmm. what do you make for breakfast does it have too much sugar what are your kids gonna wear do they have organic diapers like I mean, holy moly, mm-hmm. like the amount of choices there are to make. And, mm-hmm. and every single one of those choices, you can find somebody who is doing it better, who's doing it differently. And I don't know where we go as a group. And I love that thought of instead of dividing, figuring mm-hmm. out a way to come together and respect the fact that yeah. everybody's going to make different decisions.
1: Well, and then, and the other thing that pops in my mind too, is this whole like better, yeah. like we we'll, well, what is, it, mm-hmm. can yeah. we define like good or define mm-hmm. better just because you can afford this fancy brand and I can only afford like the Walmart brand? Like ne- neither one is mm-hmm. better, yeah. but like, look what it can, can kind yeah. of create like in people's it, minds. Like, and. It's interesting, like we
0: created this Facebook group kind of at the beginning of the pandemic. One of the best things from a business perspective we've ever done, and we don't talk too much business on here, but like, it's been very, very good to get insight on what our customers want. They've been able to interact with us and talk to us, but it has given me such an amazing insight into what is happening in motherhood. And within probably two to three months of of releasing the group and opening the group, Facebook reached out to us and they said, hey, we have this new beta thing. And we see that you have a motherhood group and we want you to test it because we know moms aren't nice to each other. And so basically what they were allowing our group to do is post anonymously. So within the group, if somebody had something that they felt was controversial, they could post it anonymously. So nobody else in the group knew that they were asking for sleep training tips or asking like how long it was okay to breastfeed or asking about like if, if it was okay that they were only having sex once a week. Like, I mean, the questions that come through from a place of shame, because Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where it comes from. Like, it comes from the idea that, hey, if I post this with my name on it,
1: I'm going to get shamed. And you know what's sad is, because I've seen some of those questions, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'll read through and I'm like, this, this is like a normal question. And I'm thinking, why Maybe why do we need to post this anonymously? Absolutely. And that's what's so sad is I understand that there are some that could, could become very controversial topics, mm-hmm. but there are some that I'm like, there should be no reason. Yeah. And, and, but and, but and maybe it's their it like, choice, but it's, yeah. but it's, that's
0: like what's been But you're how, many, you're how many years into motherhood though? Like you've, you found your way, you found your voice. Uh, For them, I'm I trying, mean, but or, you yeah. know,
1: we're all a mess, but, but yeah, it hurts it hurts to know that maybe this mom at home in this time with the pandemic, maybe she doesn't have a face to face and this is her only option to find support that she has to do it in hiding. Yeah. And she has to do it with so much
0: shame or like where in this process, where in motherhood has, has she gotten hurt? Where has she gotten shamed? Where, you know, and, you know, I use the grocery store example in the podcast, but most of the time it's online at this point. I mean, that's, that's where we're all hanging out. And that's where kind of we're all interacting. And I think it's probably easier to shame somebody online. Oh, but it's, yeah, it, it, it's so crazy. Cause it's not always, I, I can see how it's not always on purpose. It's people, you know, expressing their opinions without really thinking about what happens on the other side of it or, or how that other person's feeling mm-hmm. um, or how their, their comments could be misconstrued. But to watch, a, to watch a conversation go south. And we know at this point, like when we approve posts, cause we approve every post in the group, we know which ones can go south, but it's sometimes the ones that never in a million years did I think that they were going to, that they were going to get mm-hmm. angry and they were going to get mean and somebody was going to get hurt. And it's just, I, I I don't understand it. Like, and I don't understand where it comes from. And I mean, it's almost like it's allowed here and I'm sure that there's shame happening in other communities everywhere, but it's almost like motherhood is like, like, I mean, Facebook knew, Hey, you know what? You run a mothering group. So you know what? We know there's a lot of shame in motherhood, but like, how do you fix it? I
1: don't know. And maybe this is a little, not off topic, but it's something, one thing that I feel I've if motherhood's given me anything and like going through it, it's one thing that I've learned. And I've, uh, I've seen these posts that people are like, oh, I have a friend, she's pregnant. I'd love to t- tell me like, what is the best kind of advice I can give her? And my first thought is, did she ask you for advice? Mm-hmm. Did she ask? Because everyone is so quick to give their opinion, yep. their whatever, their whatever. And I'm kind of like, have you met her where she's at? Yeah, absolutely. Ha- have they reached out and asked you because if they haven't asked you for help, really the only thing that really you can give them and that's needed is support and what absolutely. they're doing. Yeah. Because I see this and Oh, this person's telling them this. Oh no, you need this thing. Oh no, no, no. And then mm-hmm. it's so overwhelming. Yep. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, am I doing it wrong? Like, Oh, yeah. I really should be buying this and, thing. And if I don't buy this thing, I'm not a good mom. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's so no. crazy to think about like, so
0: you have so many options before motherhood happens and then motherhood happens and it's like your support goes away. And like those people who were there that gave you advice, like, who do you, like what, what advice is right? And do you find, like, how do you find your way? And it's just this really, really super overwhelming time. And when you take the support out of it and all that you're really getting is opinions or you go online and somebody's doing it better, or maybe somebody's just doing it differently, but all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're like, should I be doing this? Sh- yeah. Should I be doing this better? Like, is is that a better resource? And what happens? Just like what you said, what happens if you don't have the resources to do it like somebody else? What- that has nothing
1: to do with good or better. Yeah, right? but what? But that's where we go as moms. Absolutely. Instead of just different. That's right for her family. This is right for mine. Yep. We begin to. Just contemplate like, oh, I'm doing it wrong and and I'm not giving them the best life and I'm not giving them the best stuff. and Yeah, we recently, Lindy and I were talking about this a second ago.
0: My family, we recently moved from planned community. We were like the fun house in the neighborhood. I constantly had like, you know, my five and then three more, sometimes four more, five more kids over. And I parented very differently than now how I parent on this you know, farm where my kids get to be my kids and my kids get to be who they are. And in return, I get to parent them the way that they need to be parented. So like if they need, if, if they need to be emotional or let's say they need me and they, they just want to snuggle, like my seven-year-old will come and sit and snuggle with me. Never happened, never happened before, but that's what he needs. And it's been a really cool kind of look at our family in the sense that, you know, they all have little needs, but we have needs as a, as parents, and we need to figure out how to get to the point where we know that we know our kids, you know, and like, it doesn't matter. I was telling Lindy a story earlier, like my son goes, my kids are homeschooled, have been homeschooled since prior to the pandemic. And my son, since he was seven, he's almost nine, has gone to this outdoor forest school it's one day a week throughout the year it's an incredible place but they taught him knife safety skills so he's had a a a fixed blade knife since he was 7 years old and he knows the rules he's more careful with that knife than he's careful with anything else and he knows how it gets taken away from him and for a long time he was not allowed to he wasn't allowed to use it at seven by himself but now he's almost nine we live on a farm he makes shelter he goes outside like it's his thing and it's what he does and i'm a hundred percent comfortable with him going outside with his knife and going and creating if i was in a neighborhood still that knife would be locked away and it would be taken away from him. He wouldn't be allowed to go outside because I would be afraid that like the cops would come, CPS, somebody would turn me in for my kid having a, a fixed blade knife. But I know as a parent that that's important to him. It's just as important as multiplication tables because he's learned it. <clears throat> so like by me taking it away and locking it mm-hmm. down where we used to live, there was a little there was a little bit of confusion for him and a certain men, you know certain kind of amount that he just didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Whereas here he has it. I feel confident as a parent that I'm making the right decision. I'm sure if I posted that online, I would get freaking railed mm-hmm. by like 90% of any mom's mm-hmm. group that I put that in. So it's like finding that balance between finding your voice and finding what feels good to you as a mom. Cause you know, your kids and like, mm-hmm. you know, you versus what social media is telling you that you should be.
1: Yeah. And like, how, how do we get
0: there other than, everybody moving to a farm which I understand I is a hundred percent not you know
1: but like we were just we were talking a little bit earlier about just maybe how we've gotten here like how do we get very hurt at anything mm-hmm. said or um like what was it like back then like <laughs> yeah absolutely like we are we talking just about. that yeah. and, I, and I know this like mental health and whatnot is it is is huge right now. Um, and just kind of, how do we got this point where you have to be so careful mm-hmm. about yeah, holding that back? Like mm-hmm. you said, in a neighborhood where yeah. really like you should be able to do what and not be judged yeah. what is okay for your family. Um, it's and we like have I to posted, be so careful about what we say and what we do. And um, it's hard. Yeah. Like I posted a picture
0: <laughs> so when we recently moved here and like, my three-year-old was leaning over. We have a little pond with a dock and he was leaning over. He had a puddle jumper on, but then the three older kids were in a canoe in the pond. And we're talking like super like kind of small pond, the entire, the entire pond you can stand in. Um, And the three that were in the kayak or three that were in the canoe all can swim efficient, like great. And I posted the picture on Facebook, like on my personal page And the amount of like, and it was, it's all out of care and it's all out of love. It wasn't like moms posting it, but it was family members wear the life jackets. Why don't your kids have life jackets on where I was a hundred percent in control as a mother at that point. Like I would never put my kids in safety Mm -hmm. in jeopardy, but it's like that moment that somebody plants that seed, you start doubting, well, maybe they should have had, maybe they should have had life jackets on. Maybe I should have thought through this more, but me at this point in motherhood, I'm like, well, it just shows I'm just not going to post on social media anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause I was super confident in my parenting decisions at yep. that moment. And now you slowly have me questioning whether I was putting yep. my kids, ch- like, you know, lives at risk. I don't know. Like your, your kids are pretty free reign. Like they, they run around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it? Yeah. most, I remember when we lived on the other side, <clears throat> our house, my kids would pull the kids out of their homes. So I know when we left, I know several of them said it's, it's like a ghost town. Like I don't yeah. see kids anymore. And, but mine were the ones, you know, making the forts in the front yard and yeah. we would have like, you know, 11, 12 kids over there on Friday and I would end yeah. up doubling the pizza order because, yeah. you know, kids would just eat there. And um, so yeah, at our neighborhood we're backed up to a cul-de-sac. So I've never seen this, but they go way back in the Creek. Mm-hmm. And I think if there's like the space where it borders between Harper's mill and Hampton park, mm-hmm. but I don't know what they do there, but apparently they've built some sort of fort and like stuff and like, but you they und- go back there all the time. <laughs> you understand if um, you were to post
0: that on, on the neighborhood group, social media. Oh, anymore. My, oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause how old are the Absolutely. kids are going back
1: there? Um, my kids, I don't know, seven and up. Yeah. My six year old's not allowed back there, but, but
0: there are like, yeah, there are threads on social media that like oh, no, six year olds aren't allowed, stuff. aren't allowed to leave the driveway,
1: Yeah, you know? And, but it's funny
0: cause you post that, And even if you're not the one posting it, if you see it, and then you have other people who comment on it, Mm -hmm. and it's like, no, my kids don't talk. Yeah. It still makes you feel a certain way, even if you're not the one that initiated the conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think back, like, I don't post much at all on Mm -hmm. social media, but like, Things will pop up on my time hop about random parenting things that mm-hmm. I posted. And I'm like, what like what like yeah. what was I doing? And then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like if I posted this today, mm-hmm. like what would those comments be versus like 10 years ago, like difference? And we're just moving. And why we're... have I slowly yes. stopped yes. posting? And like I really thought about that. And I'm like, but like, why? Like but, and it's because of Maybe I've kind of learned that mm-hmm. when you do put yourself out there mm-hmm. on social media, at least different with like a good friend conversation or something, it is it's it's this open space that really you can't control mm-hmm. and you, you you can't control what other people are going to say. And I knew I was weak at certain times that like if I do put these things out there, what's going to come back on those comments and how it can affect me. So I like, I slowly stopped doing like anything.
0: But I I know you and I both believe this. And I mean, it's a common kind of theme in life is that like you need community, like you need personal connection, you need community. And if the community right now, especially in time of COVID is Facebook and it's Instagram and it's all of these places that you're seeing people either Mm -hmm. a living these glorious lives in the middle of just this shit show that has become motherhood for so many people. And you're seeing these comments and these people that are so into their heads sometimes and like so lost and so stuck. And I just want to go hug every single one of them, but yeah. we can't at this point. You know, like how, how do you separate and how do you like, is it better to go on and feel shamed or is it better to just not have community or,
1: or interaction right now at all? Yeah. And like that's... But let's, but let's be real honest. I know there's COVID. Even prior to COVID, Absolutely. it was technology driven. Yep. You lost that kind of whether there were playgroup aspects or, I mean, that's just the trend that that we're going towards. I mean, it wasn't healthy even prior to COVID, like in my opinion. So what happens?
0: And like, we're, we're like I don't flying. Know. Like, I feel like in the five years. it's not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, the five years that we've started this <laughs> company, we are flying headfirst into like this brick wall of literally not being able to make a single decision without having another opinion or being judged. You know, Mm -hmm. the other, the other thing we want to talk about, we, you know, we have competitors in the Latch Mama space and I struggle with, with one of theirs, like, like the, our biggest brand competition and, and what they, they, they strive for and, you know, it's not, it's not hard to figure out who our biggest competition is, but you know, their, their slogan is be brave. And there are days where I see that. And I just want to like, tell them like, you can't make moms be brave every day. I don't want to be brave every day. And I live like the largest life of privilege of, you know, anybody I know at this point, like, I have so much gratitude every single day and I have, so many opportunities at my fingertips, and I am so happy, but honestly, I don't wanna be brave every day. Some days I just wanna curl up with a cup of tea and a book And I don't want to show up and I don't want to show up for anybody. And you know what? Mm -hmm. That's okay. And I know we're way far off of shame right now, but it's all part of the thing. If you're going on and you're finding these online communities and they're telling you to be brave and they're telling you to love yourself when you know what, you don't love yourself. Like you're not always going to love yourself. You're not going to look like a lingerie clad model lying on a bed. Like you're going to look like a mom covered in, you know, spit up with Legos all around you Mm -hmm. and your husband's boxers and you know, your old cotton t-shirt. Like, but you're supposed to love yourself. And there are going to be days where it's going to be hard as hell to love yourself. You know, especially if you then go and you turn on social media and you see people who are
1: loving themselves or look like that, you know, and it's. Yeah. Or Susie Q's looking amazing with her infant at target. Whereas I couldn't even get myself out the door. Like not physically, Mm -hmm. but mentally and like emotionally. And well now all of a sudden I'm failing because I can't, Mm Yeah,
0: but I feel like if you have if you have a Brene Brown laughing about it, and you have Facebook letting you just have this thing because we've just all expected them, we've all accepted that the mom space is, you know, what it is. Like, how do you change it? Like, how do we go as a brand and as a community? And you know, the whole point of Latch Mama since day one has not been the clothes. I mean, although Lindy has made gorgeous clothes at this point, um, it hasn't been about the clothes. It's literally been the clothes have been a revenue stream to create community and to support moms. And still to this day, I mean, the revenue is great and it's fantastic, but we're always searching for those ways to connect. And we're always searching for those ways to make sure that moms feel heard. And this was just such an important podcast for us to do today because I feel like everywhere I turn, it's just accepted. And there's, there's, there's no change in it. And if we just accept it, we're just going to keep going, barreling down a wall of just not, not supporting our moms and not finding,
1: what they need you know I think I see on social media we're so obsessed with other people's lives mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're so into this and oh what she's doing and what she's doing and then we put that on us and what we should be doing and um you know if we're all going to be like real honest so like <laughs> let's dive into like our therapy stuff right and I feel like the most eye-opening thing from that book, mm-hmm. that dance of anger, right? <laughs>
0: I got Lindy a book.
1: It's fantastic. So <laughs> I keep reading this and these people oh stuck God, this, in these. This is, r- hold on, hold on. this is what we do all day. Lindy yeah. and I talk about our problems and yeah, we I got, got problems. Ours, yeah. We all have problems, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Don't trust that little like filtered photo. And, absolutely you know, I don't not. trust any of those filters.
0: I, I can't even filter ever. mine to look good at this point. I'm too much. Okay. Otherwise. So
1: the thing in this book, and it's like, all all right, you we'll
0: you got to talk about the book. It's a Dance oh of gosh, Anger, it's so good Please, like, by. I don't know. It's, it's I, good. I don't even know. It's, it's called a, the Dance it's of about, Anger. It's about how women interpret anger and how it's I, I didn't literally get all about enough. communication <laughs> and like. <laughs> has, but anyway, Lindy has devoured it.
1: I'm like halfway through it. So, what I'm trying to just get at is, you're in this and you want change, but most of the time these people come, whether it's couples or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like it's them there's this blame yeah <clears throat> that's what i want to change that's going to solve all my problems <clears throat> and it's not yeah so i feel like when we look at this whole social media mom thing we're always concerned about like oh what susie did and what whatever did and it makes me feel bad and i really just feel like if people would sit down and work on themselves Absolutely. and work on how to communicate mm-hmm. with other humans, mm-hmm. like we really could help each other. Whether that's journaling, mm-hmm. so like we dive into some sort of journal to help moms or, but if people really took the time instead Absolutely. of hopping on social media and seeing what everybody else is doing, why don't you take that time to work on yourself?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because and-
1: honestly, that's the only thing you can control out there. Absolutely. You cannot control anything else on Facebook. And I think it would give you so much more, at least what I'm feeling in like the last week, just more confidence. Yeah. I mean, power can be kind of a weird word, but like that's, I feel like where you feel is when you Mm -hmm. kind of take back yourself Mm -hmm. and I feel like a healthier self, what you can give to these other moms in your circle or not even in your Mm -hmm. circle.
0: But you can't relaunch yourself back in that space. Until you know what you want until you're confident. And that's the thing. It's like a slippery slope. Like you can step back and you can journal for a few days and you can take these like Facebook breaks, which I think are a little crazy. And then, and then, but if you haven't trained your body and you haven't trained your mind to be confident in who you are and the decisions you're making for yourself and your family, you're going to get sucked right
1: back into it. Yeah. And I I don't, I don't say that like it's this easy thing to do. I'm sitting here as a mom with an almost 13 year old. So I felt for nine years, it got worse and worse and worse and I was completely lost. So I sit here like finally trying to figure out who I am for the last like two, years. you know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, this is it's not, not an it's, easy thing to do. I'm not saying like, go be brave and feel confident. hundred oh, percent. I'm God. not saying that no, don't say at that. all. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But I think it's just turning that focus instead yeah. of on everybody else and what they're doing. on and, looking at you and what you need and what your kids need. And, and it doesn't need yeah. to be influenced by anybody else.
0: And we're, we're talking like, like my youngest at this point is 15 <laughs> months old. So I'm, we're not talking about those of you that are in the trenches that are like newborn life, can't pick your head up. And like you just survive right now. No. But when it comes to the point where you're ready to acclimate and it comes to the point where you're ready to build that community, you really, really need to figure out what that means to you um, and figure out what those choices are that you've made and why you've made them. Um, cause I feel like unless you know that y- you're going to get steamrolled and it's going to suck and it's going to yeah. probably hurt and you're going to feel
1: not good enough. Well, it's going to like go right back to like a bad high school. experience. Yeah. Like if when, when you're so vulnerable and you don't know who you are and you don't know where you stand, you grasp. Mm-hmm. Really?
0: Thanks, Lindy. <laughs> but no, wow, I mean, that's, that's not, that's not, I mean, but okay. no, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's true but, though. Cause then you, you, I, yeah, I mean, I did
1: it. I think most teens are searching for who they are, but they're teenagers. Like, yeah. they're not going to sit down and actually figure it out. Or it's, yeah. it's difficult. It's it's finding the. It's resources just a very too. vulnerable place, and it's so hard because look, when
0: you're trying to find the resources on how to parent your kid, and you have that like weight of, am I doing it right on your shoulders? The h- hardest thing at that point to do is take a step back and say, you know what? I'm not going to worry about that today. I'm going to worry about myself and I'm going to worry about feeling confident in my decisions. Nobody does that. Like it took me literally moving to the middle of nowhere during COVID where I didn't see another human being to finally sit back and be like,
1: okay, well let's dig in. Let's figure this out. So. And what is right and wrong in parenting? Like, like I just feel like we're all navigating that Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's some very distinct borders Mm -hmm. and boundaries as far as right and wrong. But for the most part, yeah,
0: like I I really wish we could record our 10 o'clock meeting every morning where like all of us come together and like we're running a company. And the way Latch Mama works is like we have professionals, but, you know, we're kind of all just Flying and we're all just listening to you guys and trying to figure out what you all want and we're all just trying to get through it together. But we had like this funny brainstorming does not fit. <laughs> we had this funny brainstorming session on like kind of what we wanted to talk about and like what shame and motherhood kind of meant to everybody else. But everybody just started launching into like what their kids had eaten over the weekend and how many people just like took meals off and like just Sat around and mm-hmm. just let their kids spend for themselves, and like what that ended up looking like. I think somebody had like somebody's seven year old had like Doritos and chocolate chips for a meal, and yeah, um, you know, it's just it, it... but I feel like I don't know what is <laughs> happening. I say I live in the middle of nowhere, but apparently somebody's trying to knock down a wall right now. Um, yeah, I don't know, um, but yeah, I don't, I, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Do we have answers? I mean, what are the answers? I think you, you did a good job. I mean, it's just figure out, figure out what's important to you and figure out where you put your effort and then don't compare yourself to others. But it's so damn hard. It's so hard. Because I'm just sitting here talking about another brand. Like I'm constantly comparing. <clears throat> you constantly compare yourselves to others. But, but just, I
1: think it's looking at those comparisons as more as like differences and not good versus bad yeah. or better and wor- you know what i'm saying better or worse yep. like absolutely
0: but it's it just it comes back and i don't know why but i can't get that part of that podcast out of my mind and i think it's also because like ours don't go to post-production like i mean maybe we cut something out here or there I think, I think i think it's lily i, I think the dog, <laughs> lily the dog i think the dog was really sad she's not podcasting with us yeah. today um but uh or it's a very large mouse sir. no it's lily for sure um but, you know, it's, it's literally the idea that it's okay. And like, it's not okay. Like it's, it's never okay to look at somebody else in motherhood and say, I feel better about myself because they're struggling. Like, I want to change it. I want to change the conversation and I want to instead have that be a, that person struggling
1: Okay, like, hey, get
0: can, you. What can I say to them? Yes. What what can I look at? How can at? I how can yeah. I
1: support them? How can I can lift them up? But somehow because
0: it's motherhood and it's parenthood, it's it's okay to be judgy. Facebook says it's okay to be judgy. Brené Brown says it's okay to be judgy and shamey. Like what I think it hurts coming
1: from people that you've gotten a lot of help from and it, I don't know. I'm sure in that moment you felt like whoa 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 like Yeah, like
0: hold like, on like, like, like this this is my space don't don't you come can't. over into this like i mean i know she talks about parenthood and stuff and yeah. she's just incredible yeah. but it's like don't come over to my space like i literally listen to this all day long like like mm-hmm. this is my three hundred and fifty thousand person yeah. facebook group like this has been my bread and butter for the last five years personally right. as well as professionally and like don't let, let's not down compare Let's let's actually reach out and help somebody. Like let's. let's but see, isn't like, that just like a
1: daily like life thing? I mean, it's a conversation I have with my kids all the time. You have the choice. What yeah. comes out of your mouth, you have the choice. You can put down your brother today, yeah, or you can boost him today. Yeah, like, absolutely. You have the power to do that. So like. We have that power about, as moms but, but we're too, like, talking about somebody who has had Obama on
0: her podcast. She has had – she's been on Oprah like five times. But suddenly that doesn't, that doesn't get pulled from post-production because it's okay because it's about parenthood and it's about this thing that we're all on that apparently it's okay to compare ourselves. Like it's just, it's just wrong. Like we are literally breaking motherhood at this point because if you do that and we all know the maternal health care system is broken, the whole – mental health care system in the United States is broken. But if you're literally sending women out to have a baby, not yeah. touching them for six weeks, and when you do touch them at six weeks, you're telling them, oh, it's okay to have sex again, and your vagina's fine later. And then you're sending them to the grocery store where Brene Brown apparently says it's okay for other people to look at them and say, ha, you're struggling, I feel better about myself later. Like, it's just, it's it's just, it's not okay. And we've, we're going to figure out how to change it one piece of clothing at a time (laughs) one nursing hoodie at a time we are going to change this and we're going to figure out how so yeah thanks for listening to our events and our rants believe in yourself believe in the choices you're making love each other if you see somebody at the grocery store walk up to them and tell them they're doing a good job and i want to hear about it just lift them up report back to us and let it let's let's change the communication all right yeah thanks